Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Greetings to you that are watching online this morning. Amen. Sister Angie, glad to have you here. I know you're there. Amen. Sister Sharon. Amen. Sister Jessup this morning. Let's remember our shut-ins. God would just give them a visitation this morning in this service. Praise the Lord. You can be seated for just a moment. Amen. Uh, Hallelujah. I don't know. I guess this is why I've been this last few weeks that I've been sitting at my desk here and there, and this keeps coming before me, so we're just going to go with it this morning. Praise the Lord. But first, I, I want to give God some glory, and amen. I'm glad Brother Chris is here this morning. Have you noticed that he don't have any glasses on? Now, I want to tell you what God has done. He was so excited when he called me that he, he had to call me back again to say a little more. And I don't blame him. He's wore glasses since he's five years old, two years old. That's a long time. He's got one eye that he's never been able to see out of at all. And the other one had a cataract, so, and, you know, doctor said, you know, you, you, yeah, something could go wrong. And... Um, so, I know, you know, it's, it's, it's a mama's thing that she's going to get worried. So, she called me the other day, and she was worried because she couldn't go with him. And so, I called him to see if I could just come down and be there. He said, no use doing that. I said, no, no use, Paul. Just don't, don't do it. He said, I'll only be in there about 10 minutes. He said, I'm not worried about this. God's going to take care of this. I said, okay, I'll just pray at home. He said, that's what I'd rather you do. And... Uh, when he got out of there, he had, to, he had to tell me how he could see. Amen. No glasses. He could read this this morning with, without glasses. The good part about it back, and he probably hadn't told this, I don't know, to very many people around here. But he did let me know that that other eye. Here a while back, he called me and he said, Paul, I, I went to bed and I just got to pray and God, you, you know, I got to have this one operated on and this other and I can't see out of. And he said, the next war- morning I woke up and I was seeing like, like just shadows, this, that. So through this, the doctor told him, said, oh, there's no sense taking that other cataract. And he, he's, he's kind of on him. He said, I want that other cataract off. If I can use that eye, I want to use it. So let's pray for Brother Chris, God. Amen. If he can let him see a little bit, he can let him see a whole lot. Hey, the man in the Bible, he's seen trees like trees walking, but after a while, he's seen clearly. God can do that. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for what he's doing. Man, if you want, you can stand with me. Be turning to Philippians chapter number 3 in your hearing this morning. It's a very familiar scripture. We've preached on it many times, and uh, everybody else has preached on it. It's familiar, but that's all right. I'm going to deal with the familiar this morning. Praise the Lord. Philippians 3, 
starting at verse 12, and I'm going to read down through 14, and you can sit down. Not as though I had already attained. This is Paul speaking. Either we're already perfect. Everybody said perfect. But I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do. Forgetting. Everybody said forgetting. Say it again. Forgetting those things which are behind. And reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press, everybody said press, toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, God. It's already anointed this morning, but I ask, Lord, that you would move and help me this morning as God. You've been dealing with me a few weeks about this, God. That Lord, this morning, help me to encourage and to strengthen somebody. Lord, that's going through some things, God, maybe still yet, God, that needs that little extra push, God, to get through it. In Jesus' name, help us, God. Bring our minds together, God. Stir the hearts and the minds of your people, Lord. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. You can be seated. I want to preach it this way this morning. Pursuing to seize, pursuing to seize, pursuing to seize, glory. I like the way Paul is talking because he's talking to all of us. Anybody dealing with the thing of your past? Anybody here this morning deal with your past? Come on, I, come on, there's more than that, I know. I don't care. I, hey, I've been in church all my life, but I still would deal with my past. Because there's things that we falter in our walk with God. We're, none of us is perfect. And that's why it seems like in this kind of a service, and I'm preaching on this kind of a thing, that nobody wants to raise their hand. Well, there's none of us perfect. Church is not a place where perfect people get together to gloat over their perfections. It's a place that we get together because we know we need to be here and we're not perfect. So I don't know about you, but I'm still pursuing. I have not made it, but I am pursuing it. Praise the Lord. May I remind you of some people in the Bible just real quick as we get into this, that there was some people that, God, in the word of God, that were said were perfect. Noah, the Bible said, was perfect in his generation. Now notice that. He was perfect in his generation. In other words, it was the best that the Lord could find. He was perfect. He was more perfect than all the rest. He was, he was the elite of his generation. That does not mean that he was without sin because if you remember, he got off of the boat, planted him a vineyard, and the next thing you know, he's drunk and the boys has got him in the tent and, and, and Ham goes in and makes a little fun of Daddy and the others come in with a blanket backwards and they spread Daddy's nakedness and did not look upon him. Amen. That shows that he was not perfect. Amen. He was not without sin. So let's don't get the word perfect mixed up with no sin. 
Amen. And Job said that he was righteous. He was a perfect and upright man. God, when he was talking to Satan, said, Have you considered my servant Job, that he is perfect and righteous and upright? Have you, have you considered him? So it lets us know that when God looks at us, he looks at us differently than we look at ourselves. Oh, man, I'm starting to feel the Holy Ghost boo, goosebumps all over me because I know that it's hitting home because we've all been there when we've had goosebumps because of where we've do, done, been and what we've done and knew that it wasn't pleasing to God and we're not perfect yet. So that's why we got an advocate this morning that we can go to and say, Lord, I'm not perfect yet, but I'm after it. Glory, I'm searching after it. I'm pursuing it, Lord. I'm, I'm working at it, but I'm not there, Lord. Amen. So some of you, I know, some of you, you've talked to me, and I know that you deal with this. So I want to help you this morning. Job was perfect, an upright man. And then it also talks in the Bible, in the Old Testament, Asa, one of the kings, that it talks about him, and he walked before God with a perfect heart. Everybody said a perfect heart. So I don't know about you, but that encouraged me a little bit that it's, it's not talking about I am perfect and without fault, but he walked with a perfect... His heart was pursuing right. Even though in all of his uh, unperfectness, he was walking before God. Hallelujah. So, and Hezekiah, he, he, he brought before the Lord, said, Remember, Lord, I've, I've walked with you with a perfect heart. I've searched, I've pursued you, Lord. And now, God, I'm asking you to give me some more life. God, don't take my life. And the Lord added to his life 15 years. What a great thing. You know, he may have not have been perfect, perfect, but I'm going to tell you, God heard his prayer to give him 15 years. I don't know about you, but that's saying something. I'm encouraged by that. If, if Hezekiah had a perfect heart after God, and, and just think about it, if you was ready to die, and the Lord told you, just get your house in order. You're going to die and not live. What would you do if you started praying? And, and, and before the man of God gets plumb out of the court, the Lord speaks to him and said, you go back and tell Hezekiah that I've added to his life 15 years. Now, I don't know about you, but that encourages me this morning that God is not expecting the perfection that you and I are expecting of ourselves. Why in the world are we so hard on ourselves? See, the, the truth is, is you're your worst enemy. And I'm going to tell you, Satan uses that so much on you. He'll tell you how unperfect you are and how sad a person you are. You're not there yet. You know, he'll, he'll, just, he'll work on that. You'll, you just might as well give up because of where you're... No, it ain't never going to happen. Brother Reese, he'll talk to you that way. But I'm going to tell you something. We've got power over that rascal this morning. God has given us power and authority over it. Now, if you are pursuing something, that means that you are persistently following. You are after something. Somebody said after something. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm not where I want to be. How many is where you want? many of you are wannabes? I want to be. We're not where we want to be. 
But I am a wannabe because I want to be there. I'm pursuing it. With all of my heart, I'm going to pursue heaven. Because I've read in the Word how good it is. And I've, I've heard stories of people that have died and been there for a little while. And they've come back. The Lord sent them back because it wasn't really time. But He gave them a glimpse of heaven. I don't know about you, but I have not had that dream and, and seen it so luxurious. But I'm going to tell you one thing that I have. I've been in the Spirit, and there's times that I felt like I was in heaven. Come on, I'm, come on, I'm talking to you. The Holy Ghost can make you feel like you're there because you are in the presence of God. And when you get in the presence of God, honey, you've reached a heavenly place. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I, I am... I am following it. I am persistently following it. And with the purpose. And, and, and I'm not, I want to somehow drill this into our minds this morning that I, I am pursuing it. And, and I, I didn't have time to even straighten my rope out, but that's all right. It's not much of a rope anyway. I'm pursuing it to seize. Somebody said seize. Somebody say I'm pursuing to seize. In other words, I'm not just after it, but I'm going to pursue it. When, when Paul was talking about pursuing, when he was talking about following after, he had his mind on it. In other words, his, his eyes were fastened on something. And he was not about to take his eyes off of what he's pursuing. Everybody say pursuing. Verse 12 said, Paul said, I have not gained possession of or laid hold of all. I seek to be perfected. I seek to be perfected. I'm not there. I'm following after it. The Greek term means Mature or completeness. That's what perfect means. It means finished. It does not mean specifically mean a moral or a sinless perfection. Paul said, I'm following after that perfection. I'm following after that, that, that thing that I need of God. You know, everybody thinks, well, I've got to be perfect or I'm not going to heaven. Let me tell you something. You feel that this morning? You're not perfect yet. Come on. We got to sometimes pinch ourselves just to see if we can feel it because if, you're, if you can feel that, then you're not perfect. Until you get out of this old body that we're in, we're not going to be perfect. Somebody shout, I'm not perfect. Oh, my twins used to sing a song when they were younger growing. Sister Don remembers it. Oh, I'm not perfect. Just forgiven. Come on. Haven't yet arrived, but I'm on my way. Come on. Since Jesus found me. Yeah. Me. Oh, I'm, I'm perfect. I can say I'm saved. Aren't you glad you can say you're saved without being perfect? Come on. Somebody better get a hold of this this morning because I feel it in my soul that 
There, there's all kinds of things, even while I'm speaking, that's trying to deal with your heart. Say, you better not listen to him. I'm telling you, you ain't going to make it. Buddy, you've done some bad things. And this, you know, this is, this, this is going to take you under. You know, that's what the devil wants to make you believe, that you're going to go under because of something you have done. And I'm going to tell you something. My God is a God of second chance. Come on. He's a God that forgives and forgives and forgives. Amen. Hallelujah. You, 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 none of you have done so bad that God isn't going to forgive you. you. You're not so bad that God's saying, hey, my grace is sufficient. In other words, it's enough. Grace is enough. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Grace is enough. Hallelujah. Paul said in verse 12 that uh, I follow after. To follow after something is to keep it in sight. You know, have you ever tried to, you're on a trip and you're following somebody. You ever lost them in some of the traffic? You think, oh, where did it go? You know, anymore you got cell phones and everybody's got it punched in. You don't have that problem. But if you haven't got along, oh, whoops, where'd he go? You know, trying to find your way. I don't know about you, but on my way to heaven, I don't have a cell phone. I don't have a smartphone. Glory. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I, I want to see him. I don't want to see which way he's going. I want to see if he, if he makes a little curve in the road, I want to go there too. Come on, there might be somebody there that just needs our help. Come on. He's taken you out of the way before when you was headed someplace. Oh, yeah, he's taking you out of the way because somebody needed something that you needed to speak to their mind that day. Another day may have been too late. I've, I've heard those instances where somebody was going to take their life and, and, and somebody made a little stop and talked to them. And because of somebody speaking that word, they never took their life. Come on, I'm talking about a God that we're pursuing. We've not arrived yet and we're not there yet, but I'm pursuing after it. I'm after it. I'm going to seize it. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to keep it in my sight so as to not let anything separate me from it. I don't want anything to separate me from the love of God. Oh, tribulations and all of that stuff, none of it's going to separate me from God because I've got my eyes on Him. I'm going, I'm going, I'm, I, hey, I'm, I'm looking. Even if there's something comes between me and them, I'm still going to look. You know how you, you know, somebody gets between you, you're going down the road. But you're, you, if, if it means changing lanes, you're going to change lanes and see if you can find them again, you know. I see them up there. I'm, I've not lost track of them. I want you to know this morning, I don't care where you're at with your walk in God and how much Satan is down in you. I want you to know, keep your eyes on the prize. Don't just, just get discouraged. Don't get troubled about the situation because God is still there. Keep your eyes on it. I don't care if you have to change lanes and say, I'm going that way. I'm, I'm headed that way. I'm not going to let nothing stand in my way of getting a hold of my God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. This is what God does for us. Hallelujah. Romans 8 and 35 says, Who shall separate us? 
Oh, yes, I want you to ask your question, that question yourself this morning. Who's going to separate me? If you think you're going to separate me, you're crazy. <laughs> you can talk to me all you want to about those worldly things, but I'm not going back. I'm headed this way. Brother Reese, you're here to stay, buddy. He's got this front seat, and he seized it. He said, I, I'm not moving back there. Come on, we talked about it in our group the other night, how sometimes it's better to sit on the front. Yeah. You know why? Because you don't see everybody else. Oh, if I can keep my eyes on the prize, if I can keep my eyes on the word, come on. I don't want to look back. I don't, I don't care what everybody else is doing. Oh, yeah, if they're worshiping, I'll turn around. I want to see them. But I'm going to tell you, if they're sitting back there not paying any attention, I don't want it. Come on. If there's some kind of foolishness going on, I don't want it. I'm in the house of God and I'm pursuing something and I'm not giving up. I'm not going to let nothing separate me. I've got my feet on the floor and I'm going to keep planted in the house of God. I'm going to live for Him. I'm going to walk with Him. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek Him. I'm going to pursue Him. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Paul says, I follow after. That lets me know something. Paul, he's, he's, he's chasing something. Glory. And he's trying to keep up. But it teaches me that Paul's speeding up. He said, oh, you think you're going to get away from me? No, no, no. No way, man, are you going to get away from me? Oh, no. I'm pursuing you. No. I'm going to get you. I'm pursuing it. It's going to happen. Come on. Oh, church, you need to pursue it. We need to run a little harder. We need to shout a little louder. Come on. We need to worship a little more, a little louder, a little more. Come on. We need to raise our voice. Hallelujah. If you're pursuing something, you're doing it because you want to catch them. Is that right? Yeah. If I'm pursuing it sooner or later, I want to seize it. If you see something, you're going to do it suddenly. You ever had something try to get away from you? Had to seize it like that? As you get older, you got to do that quicker. you wear out it's not how fast you can run but it's how long you can endure hallelujah nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation how many of you is going to let tribulation keep you out of heaven or distress or persecution Living in that day, or famine, we are blessed in our church. We don't have a famine of the word. We're blessed. Everybody say we're blessed. There's not a famine of the word in FAC. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Or nakedness, or pearl. Oh yeah. Amen. Or sword. 
Nothing shall separate me. Paul then, in verse 37 through 39, I'm not actually going there. I can if you could. It don't matter. I'm just, I want to give it to you there. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Everybody say, I'm persuaded. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing is going to separate us if we're pursuing something and we're pursuing it with all of our might. There's nothing going to stop us. Hallelujah. That's what happens in a race. You get going, and sometimes it's people that help you win the race. Because every now and then, you, you'll see somebody. I've seen these races. You want to watch because as you look back, you may lose your future. Don't look to the past or you'll lose your future. You'll, you'll lose your winning streak. Hallelujah. I don't want to look back. I want to keep my eyes on the prize because I'm, I'm pursuing to seize. I'm pursuing to seize. Hallelujah. I'm not allowing any of these things to separate me from my future. Come on. Everybody said future. Glory. Forgetting those things which are behind we are accustomed, accustomed to saying past, present, future. When sometimes I think we ought to view things as flowing from future to present to past. Glory. I'm going to tell you, it don't matter what's behind us. We can't change that. Come on. There's, 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 there's some of you that's worrying so much about your past that you can't even get your eye on the future. You've got your head turned and you're looking to the past and you're not going to gain any ground by looking to your past. Let me tell you right now, you cannot do one thing about your past. There's nothing that you can change. You can't go back and change in your past. I want to go back and walk through my past. I've heard people say, I want to live life over. I don't think you want to do that. You'd probably, you'd probably make the same old mistakes that you made before. because Or worse, yes. There, there is people... That's walking right now. Amen. That their past has kept them from the now. Come on. I said the past has kept them from the now. From enjoying the now of the Lord. From enjoying the presence of the Lord right now. They've been walking in their past so long. That they are so ate up with looking back to their past. Looking in their rear view mirror. That they can't get any place because of the past. I believe God is, is, is after a church that's got their eyes face forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word forget does not mean to fail to remember, but to no longer be influenced by or affected by. You hear me? Hear me. I want to say it again. The, the, the forget does not mean that Fail to remember, but it means 
to be no longer affected by it. To not be influenced by your past. Don't look back at your past. Yeah, we can look back and say, I could have done better. But I'm going to tell you, you can't do a thing to change that now. That's, that is history. This is future. Hallelujah. We need to look to the future of what God's got in store for us, not in the past of what He's done. And that's a great thing. If it's going to propel you forward just to say, okay, God, i got to count my blessing. Now, that's a different story. I'm looking at the past so I can see how much God has done for me. And sometimes looking to see what He has done propels us forward. There'll be a time now, Brother Chris, that you'll look back and you'll say, hey, God took care of this. He took care of this. And that propelled you to do more for God. It propelled you to move forward. Amen. Somebody said, propelled me to move forward. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Forgetting those things which are behind me means that we need to break the power of the past. To break the spirit of the past. Because the past spirit is the one that ain't right. But I can have a perfect spirit toward God. When I get my eyes on Him. And I get focused on Him. And my eyes on the prize. And not let anything take my vision away from my forward. Not very many times you have vision about the past. You may have a dream. But not usually a vision. But sometimes God gives us a vision for what's ahead. Come on. He, he works upstream sometimes and he, He's showing us what, what's going to happen good in our life. Come on. Oh, don't listen to the bad voices. It's talking about how bad everything was behind you. How you're never going to make it. Don't, don't, don't do that. Hallelujah. Don't do it. Amen. Brother Kevin, I'm telling you right now, brother, you can make it. In the face of the enemy, you can make it. You're here this morning. I thank God for it. But, well, we need each other. That's why we're here. There's a whole church house here to help you, but at home there ain't nobody. The old devil sits there in your chair next to you. Said, Kevin, you ain't going to make it, buddy. <laughs> Forget it. You, you've done all this wrong. See, because you could almost sit down and write a book on your wrong. But you know what? God don't see none of that. He buries them sins in the depths of the sea so deep that the devil can't even swim down to get them. Come on. The depths of the sea. You get down so far in the sea and your body explodes. Because it cannot stand the pressure. I'm going to tell you, Satan can't stand the pressure we as Christians put on him. Come on. You're all right. Where, where you're at, just thank God you're here. I'm here. Sister Tracy... I don't care. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I like to see you a little closer. But hey, you know what? I'm just glad you're here. And, and guess what? The Lord has brought you this far. And the enemy, I guarantee you, he's still talking to you and say, Tracy, you, this isn't you. Yes, it is. And more too. You, you ain't seen yet what God's going to do. See, see, there's a picture that the Lord has of you sitting in the midst. And He don't see you like you see yourself. He said, I see Tracy moving forward. She's pursuing. Oh, man, she's pursuing something. That, that Kevin, he's pursuing it. 
Hey, you got a horse. Well, they both got horses. You get on and pursue it. You do pretty good. Hallelujah. Well, glory. You and I have got a spiritual horse we can ride called the Holy Ghost, and it's got power. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to be influenced. I'm not going to be affected by it, but I'm moving forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is just as a reference. Genesis 41, when Joseph met his brothers the second time, revealed himself to them, he held no grudge against them, even though they'd done him wrong. But he saw the past from God's point of view. He said, you know, he's telling them, you know, yeah, I know this is, you know, I could say it like this. The devil, the devil meant it for my bad, but Jesus meant it for my good. Joseph knew that God had had a plan for his life and a race for him to run. And in fulfilling that plan and looking ahead, he broke the power of the past. Oh, getting real quiet now. He broke the power of the past. What you are dealing with, some of you sitting right in my midst, what you are dealing with is you need to break the power of the past and say, I, I refuse to be affected. I refuse to be, come on, I refuse to be influenced by my past. But because my past does not, it does not uh, uh, tell who I am. It does not define me, can I say. It doesn't tell who I am. Because some of the greatest sinners became the greatest people of God. Paul was a murderer. He murdered the saints. He, he pursued them and chased them down and seized them and threw them in jail and, and killed them and beat them and everything else. He, he stoned Stephen and hold, had, held the coats. Had the coat in his hand. Come on, church. He's helping do these things and become one of the greatest men that wrote over half of the New Testament. Come on. Come on. You're no worse than Paul was. I haven't seen any of you in the paper that you've murdered anybody lately. Come on. I haven't seen you do that. I haven't seen you hold the coat of somebody that was being murdered. Come on. You're not that bad yet. I'm telling you. I'm pursuing. You've got the right to pursue God. You've got the right to seize hope of the presence of God. You've got the right. Somebody say, I got the right. Come on, Kevin. I got the right. Come on, says Tracy. I got the right. Come on. I got the right. No, louder than that. He's got the right. Come on. You don't have to sit, take a back seat to anybody. Yeah, I said, you don't have to take a back seat to anybody. You just, in fact, can I tell you, the closer you move up here, I don't know whether you know it or not, but you're closer to God. Preach it this way. Let me tell you something. The power of God flows from the pulpit to the pews. And can I tell you, if we're pursuing, it'll come back to the pulpit. Because when you praise God, the man of God gets stronger. Come on. 
when it goes back to you and you start worshiping God, then he's encouraged. Come on, the power of God becomes stronger. It's just like in the first temple that the, the little kids led the worship and they would, or they would take these branches and they'd sing, Hosanna! And it was like a little thing coming back and forth. Come on, holler Hosanna for me. Brother James, holler Hosanna. Hosanna! 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 You know you can get into that after a while. Hosanna! Hosanna! Come on. Every time it hits the congregation or the pews, then it hits the pulpit again. Because that praise that come from you come just at the right time. And the pastor Hosanna! 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 See, I'm fixing to see something. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Forgetting the past by living for the future. We need to use the past just to inspire our future. It's God. Bishop, you just don't know what I've been through. Yeah, I've heard the story. You got every right in the world. Yeah, in fact, can, can I just preach from the heart? The, the truth is, Brother Reese, the truth is, you got more right than I do. Come on. I haven't been through half what you've been through. And you're just 18 years old, going for 19. Come on. Come on, church. You've got the right. You people that's been in sin longer than I have, I'm going to tell you, you got the right. You got more right than I do. You got every right in the world to praise God. You don't have to take a back seat to nobody. That's why this guy moved to the front pew. You may have company up here tonight. I don't know. It says, it says Tracy, I'll come up here and sit right beside you. With her daughters, you know, kind of mingle in that young group. Because that's all right. Because sometimes when, let me tell you something. Sometimes I get around young people, I want to be young too. So You're not going to out-worship me, buddy. I'm gonna, I'll just show you. Come on, I, I can jump. Maybe not as high, but I can jump. I can jump more times probably. Come on, church. I've got the right. I'm not finished yet. But I'm working on the finish. And I'm going to pursue it until I get it. Until I seize it. Until I grab hold of it. Oh, Jesus. I don't even preach long here. I better watch that clock. Glory. Hallelujah. So Joseph broke the power of the past. You can break the power of the past. Let's not be shackled by the regrets. Come on. Let's not be shackled and tied down by the regrets. In doing so, we could stumble and take somebody else down with us. Ooh. There's a prayer that I've always prayed. Pray, God, don't ever let me be the stumbling block to make somebody fall. If I fall, help me to arise. 
help me to arise. When I fall, I shall arise. I believe that's in Micah. You know, and, and I've always said this, and, and I began to study that scripture years ago. I preached about it, and, 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 and it really means when I fall, I shall arise. What that's saying is let it be so fast that they didn't even see me fall. Let it happen so fast that I'm back up on my feet. Come on. That nobody ever noticed. They didn't know I was really going through something. But I fell. You didn't know it, but I fell. And just at the blink of your eyes, I was back up going again. Come on, church. Come on. When I fall, I shall arise. I'm, I don't aim to stay down there. I'm going to seize and, and I'm going to get myself back up because I'm pursuing something. Glory. Hallelujah. Verse 13 of Genesis 4. He finds out that he, he forgets the past. He becomes closer to his goal. Now he's reaching forth in Paul's, I, I didn't mean Genesis, but our scripture. And as if he, somehow he is closing the gap. Paul, Paul sees, Paul is in, in this scripture, I feel like he's closing the gap up between him and what he's pursuing. He's after it. He's, he's reaching forth. In other words, Brother Reese, he's, he's, he's got his hand forward because he's aiming to get a hold of something after a while. He's going to seize hold of that and he ain't going to let loose. Come on. Come on. Don't, don't, don't let the enemy discourage you in the middle of your chase. See, I feel like that's a, that's a place we're at many times Especially if you've just come into this way, and maybe you don't understand all the ins and the outs, and that's all right. You don't have to. But I'm going to tell you something. Don't ever give up in the middle of the chase because you might just be almost ready to grab what you're chasing. Ooh. In other words, you know, it could be as early as tonight the Lord had just said, Ghost. He could do it back in that corner too. I've seen that too. 76 year old man sitting on the back pew, first church. The doctor told him not to get excited. He's sitting back here with his hands up, and all at once the Holy Ghost just came. Six people received the Holy Ghost that night. Brother, Brother Mike's son, I think, was one of those. Amen. Great thing. Hallelujah. So let's not be shackled and regret our past. But let us get our eyes on the prize. We got to reach forward as if somehow the gap is being closed and I'm reaching for it. Your past holds you back. It puts the brakes on you. It's just like saying, whoa, to the horse. You know, you got to watch. Reaching forth indicates the idea of overtaking by surprise. Oh, I love that. The old, the old enemy. He looks at you every now and then. And he said, I can't believe it. How do you do that? I thought I had this guy figured out, cut down. But Grammy says, you're coming out. Grammy's talked to me lots of times. She's called me on the phone. She said, he's getting better. I said, tell me about it. 
Maybe I can get her to join you. I'm working on it. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you something. Everybody say reaching. See, reaching forth indicates the idea of overtaking by surprise to the sense of seizing an object. Paul wants to seize the prize as God had laid hold of him on the Damascus Road by surprise. You remember that story? He was on the Damascus Road and all at once a light shined and spoke to Paul. And he said, Who art thou, God? And he lost his sight. Had to hunt for a man of God to pray for him. He got his sight back. He never lost it after that. You know why? Because he found it. What he had been after. He had, he had killed people for it. He'd done all this. He thought it was all about the law and the commandments and, and all the laws that went with it. He, he, wanted to, he, he was a Pharisee, the Bible says. He, said he, was, he even said, he said, I'm a Pharisee. But I'm going to tell you something. When he found God... He was a Christian. He was Christ-like. He sought after him. He sought his, his, his life changed, and he sought after different things than he used to t before. You can't hold back on the past or you'll lose your future. Glory. The only past you can hang on to is what you brought to your God. What you brought to your future. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. It's you. You're the only one. Hallelujah. Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Notice when you're about to grab what you have been reaching for, the enemy is always present with the press. Everybody said the press. The lady with the issue of blood found herself in the press. And when she'd get close to her goal, there will always there there is always a press. She she couldn't get through the throg hardly. Don't ask me how she made it. But the Bible said that she pressed her way through. I don't know, but I don't believe she was standing. We don't know, but according to the Bible, we don't know. But notice where she touched. I don't know, but I don't I don't think she was bumping arms. I think she got desperate. She got out. She touched the hem of his garment. Come on. She touched something that was touching Jesus. Come on. Come on. Come on. All y'all need to do is touch something that's touching Jesus. So when you get in that spot and you think, I can't go another mile, let me tell you something. Touch something that's touching Jesus. The Word of God, get it out. Because if you touch it, you're touching Jesus. This is his Word. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says in Romans 7, 21. I'm trying to close you. I'm going to read already. I find them a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Our past many times is used to drive us to our future. And we must not let go, let the past obstruct our progress toward the future. Because if we're not careful, our past success can hinder our future. You think, I've had it so good. 
And then we get, we serve in God and we find out there's still problems. Hey, there's problems in the world just like they are when you serve God. But I'm going to tell you something. The difference is when you're serving God, you've got somebody to help you. You've got all these people that's praying for you. You can lose your position in a race by looking back. Looking back slows you down. To see something, you must have your eyes on it. That you must be, that must be your main focus. Pastor, a, real, a, a, a pastor, wise man, once told me, keep the main thing, the main thing. And that's so true. We must remember that the very thing that we have reached forth to seize, that Jesus has hold of the other end. Glory. I understand now when I read the, the Old Testament, the horns of the altar, they tied the sacrifice to it because they didn't want it to get away. I know about you, but when I take a hold of God, when I take a hold of what's before me, I want to seize it. I don't want it to get loose. In fact, there's times I think sometimes we make a big mistake that we get up from the altar too quick. We need to get there. We need to stay there long enough till we're seized. We're tied to the horns of the altar. I don't want you to get there. Is it all right? All right. Somebody say, proceeds, pursuing to seize. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Somehow today, I want this to sink in your minds and hearts. We all grow discouraged and troubled about our past. Isn't it funny that even I'm going to let you know that even after you get old, I won't say older, okay, even after you get older, if you think the enemy don't come to deal with your past, he does. He don't quit. Because there are certain buttons in our life that he knows he can push and affect us. So that's what he does. How many's ever had Satan to push some buttons even in you've served God all, you know, 20 years, 30 years, and he's pushed a button from your past and it affected you. And it's so hard to shake that off sometimes. But if this morning somehow I could encourage you that if you're pursuing something, don't get your eyes off of it. Just say, it's the past. I can't change it. Could we stand? This altar's open this morning. Somebody here, maybe this morning's dealing with something that you need to just come bring up here and lay it at the altar. I don't want you to do this because I find so many times I think in years of pastoring and things that I've seen this done that people will come up and they'll lay their all on the altar. And they pray about it and they seek God about it. And Brother Reese, when they get up, they pick it up and take it right back with them. Cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. He cares about where you're at. Little things, big things, it doesn't matter to God. It may seem so big to you, but to God it's, it's no different than... There's, no, there's not little sins and big sins in God's eyes. It's all sin. So if this morning that you're in that spot... I open this altar up as Brother Mason sang something. And I want you to come and lay it on the altar this morning. Let God take it and you keep on pursuing the good. God bless you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for... Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.